Even though we don't know what's coming, we act or believe something now. Faith is believing something you can't see, you can't touch. It's just something you kind of feel. We have the capacity to live by faith. We do it all the time. When you, when you pop the top on a soda, you have faith that nobody's put anything bad in there, and you drink it. When you get onto an airplane, you have faith that the guy at the controls knows what he's doing. We have faith when we get in our car and drive down the road that everybody's going to stay on the side of the road they're supposed to stay on. So we can do that. A few years ago, I was with a group of college students in Gulf Shores, Alabama at this huge college ministry conference, and they decided they were going to take their campus minister bungee jumping. And so I, I said, I'll do it. And you know, here I stand 60 feet up, and I'm standing there realizing that I'm entrusting my safety to a 16-year-old to have remembered how to strap everything on and get it just right so it doesn't come off and I splat on the ground. I mean, how, anybody have a 16-year-old in their house? I mean, yeah, that's a big step of faith to say, okay, buddy, you know, here we go. So we have the capacity to walk and live and make decisions by faith. But more often than not, we hold up on decisions or wait and won't take that leap because we don't know what's coming next. And we think, well, that's irresponsible just to jump out without knowing what's coming next. Here's what it looks like to really take a leap. Anybody ever done a faith fall? You know what I'm talking about, the team building stuff? Well, Eddie has agreed to come up and help me, right, Eddie? He didn't know first service I was going to do this. So he knows I'm going to catch him. Last time, my knee went into his back. I'll try not to do that this time. So you turn that way. Don't look at my reflection. Let's do this because last time you got to look at my reflection in the drum shield. Okay. So when I, when I say one, two, three, fall, you fall not before then, okay? So who's done this before? Who knows what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's a great team building thing because it teaches you trust and it teaches you about how to have faith in somebody else, right? You trust me, Eddie? You have faith in me? Have I ever let you down? No, I just hit my knee in your back last service. So sorry about that. We, we practiced between services. It's going to look much better this time. So th- this is what it's like when we have a decision to make or something that's going on in life. And, and we're just like, okay, should I do it? Should I not? Should I, should I take that leap? Because I believe some of you are at that point today where you're, you're either trying to make a decision about a relationship or a job or some big move or something that you want to do in life. And you haven't done it yet because you want to know all the things and how they're all going to turn out. Well, that's not faith at all. That's control. But here's what it's like when those of us who follow Christ say, we're going to live by faith. This is what it's like. All right, you ready, Eddie? All right, let's, let me get this right this time. You ready? One, two, three, fall. <laughs> okay, see, I caught you that time. Yeah. Nice job. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. Sorry. You really want to try that? No, we, we, yeah. We. Only goes one way, pal. One way. Wouldn't that be funny? Okay, I believe this table is, how many of you believe that table's sitting there? 
We all believe it's in there because why? Because we can see the table. You don't have to have faith that there's a table. You don't have to say, I have faith that there's a silver table on the stage. You don't have to because you can touch it. You can see it. We don't have to have faith in things or about things that we can that we can see, but faith is believing in or trusting in something that you can't see. Like that little boy, he just knew, my dad's alive, I just know it. There's something that, I know it doesn't make sense, I know no one else believes me, but I just feel it in my bones, I know it. That's faith. It's trusting in, believing in things that you can't see. That's what the Bible says faith is. There's some Bibles coming down the aisles right now, guys. Bring them on down. If you don't have a Bible, just raise your hand. The ushers will give you one. We're going to look at one verse today. And if we can start to live by this verse that I'm going to read, we will be well on our way to understanding and living the kind of faith that God calls us all to live. Just raise your hand. The ushers will give you one of those as they go back. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things that we cannot see. So Eddie's standing up here like this, and he has confidence that, okay, my pastor's going to catch me. He's not going to let me fall. He, he can't see me. He's looking this way. He's just hoping that, that some, something's back there and going to catch him. It's trusting in the invisible. Now, that is a very difficult thing for us to do today. Because we have a culture of control. We control a lot of things. I mean, with, with our technology and, and with our ingenuity and just the way we have amazing advancements in the world, we can control a lot of things. Just think of the things people don't die from now that they used to die from 50 years ago. Or things here that we go to the drugstore and get a pill, they're dying from in other places in the world. So we have this culture that says we can control things. We can, we can make it better. If, does anybody live with a control freak? Raise your hand. Come on. Come on. Raise your hand. Uh-oh, y'all have some talking to do on the way home. And the rest of you who won't raise your hand, first service, my wife, she was like, should I? Should? I could see her. She was really struggling. She should raise her hand. I was like, honey, don't, don't. But some of us live... And are around. Anybody ever been around a control freak? Yeah. Well, if you are the control freak, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because you wouldn't. Because you don't think you are, right? Well, I'm just, I'm responsible. I'm not a control freak. I'm very responsible and I'm a planner. But if you're a control freak, I have, I have some bad news for you today. Faith means giving up control and embracing uncertainty. So if you're the type of person who just has to know everything, step one, step two, and just write down the line, faith is going to be very difficult for you. If you're the type of person who has to know before you start to fall backwards what's going to happen, faith is going to be difficult. You can read about all through, you start reading your Bible and you start to read stories about people who lived their lives with this amazing clarity about that which is not clear. This amazing certainty about that which was uncertain. 
You can read in the Old Testament about the Israelites, God's chosen people who he used Moses to deliver them out of Egyptian slavery and and they get in the wilderness for 40 years, but they're walking by faith, walking by faith. And they finally get, they got a new leader, Joshua, because Moses has passed on. And they're standing at the edge of this river called the Jordan River, ready to cross to the other side. Only one problem, it's flood stage. It's the time of year when the Jordan River floods, and they know that the promised land is on the other side. They know that God had promised, you're going to get to go there. This is a promise that was hundreds of years old. And the priests are standing there with this Ark of the Covenant. Everybody's seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, that thing really existed. So they're, they're standing there with the Ark of the Covenant, and there's this river that's just a raging torrent, and they have to decide, are we going to try to get across this thing? God said we could, so what are we supposed to do? This ark was a very important artifact. It was a very important symbol in the Jewish nation at that time, even now. Because in the ark, there were three things that represented God. In the ark, there were the, the tablets that God originally, with his finger, inscribed the Ten Commandments on. So God's law, what represented his law, was in that ark. Then there was the staff, Aaron, who was the right-hand man of Moses. His staff was in there, his shepherd's staff. And the shepherd's staff represented, like a shepherd uses his staff to guard and to direct his sheep. So Aaron's staff being in there represented God's guidance. And then there's a jar filled with manna which was the stuff that fell out of the sky when the Israelites were wandering in the desert and didn't have anything to eat. God just kind of fed them from this bread stuff falling from the sky. So they gathered some of that up and they put it in the ark and that represented God's provision. So everything that represented God to them was in this. They're holding it. Here's this river going by. They know they're supposed to go to the other side, but it looks impossible. It looks impossible for any man to step into this raging torrent and not be swept away. So immediately you can imagine there were probably groups of people developed. There were probably two main groups. Number one, there was a group that said, well, let's go. I mean, come on, let's just go. God said we could do it. So let's just jump in the water and let's just see what happens. Who would have been in group one? Let's just check it out. Let's just see what happens. I mean, at points in my life, I would have been in group one. You know, a lot of times, especially when I was a little bit younger, my, my philosophy was ready, fire, aim. And that can get you in trouble sometimes. But so there's a group of people who are saying, come on, let's just do it. Well, there's another group of people that are saying, now, wait a minute. It is illogically, it's an illogical decision for us to step into this water because based on the velocity and the strength of a human, there's no way we could step into that water that's going so fast and not be swept downstream. So I think the wise thing to do and the prudent thing to do right now is for us to just wait until the water goes down because that must be what God wants us to do. Now must not mean now. And crossing today must not mean cross today, so we must wait. So you have one group saying, come on, go, 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 God says do it. Another group that says, wait, 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 it doesn't seem like the right thing to do at this time. We probably shouldn't do it. Let's wait till it makes more sense to us before we take this next leap. And there are those of you today, you're struggling with those two things in your mind about a big decision in your life. Should I go? Should I do it? Should I make the decision? Should I, should I start the business? Should I change the job? Should I ask her to marry me? Should I go back to school? All this kind of stuff you're thinking about. Should I go? Should I go? And then you're thinking, okay, what is, what is the prudent thing to do? And does it make sense? See, more often than not, faith doesn't make any sense because you don't know what's coming next. So when you have to take this leap, 
not knowing what's next. To people who don't have faith, they think that's being irresponsible. So I'm sure there was a group of people among these Israelites saying that is irresponsible. Do you realize you have the Ark of the Covenant and the three big things that represent God to us and the way he's brought us out of Egyptian slavery and you're ready to step your foot in some water that's going to wipe you off the face of the earth and you're going to go downstream. But the priests who were in front leading all the people said, God told us to cross and I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know I got to put my foot in this river. Because if I don't, it would be disobedient. And maybe I'll get swept downstream, but I'm obeying what God said to do. So the story goes, and you need to read it. It's in Joshua chapter 3. And they, they're holding the ark, and they put their foot in the water, and immediately the water stops running. And if you read the story in Scripture, it says that God piled up the water upstream. So where they couldn't see, where they were not certain what was going on, All of a sudden, God worked and God acted and things changed. And they were able to cross the riverbed dry. Listen to how it says it in Joshua chapter 3. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. All because their leaders said, may not make sense may scare you to death. You don't know what's coming next, but we're going to go for it. We're, we're, going to, we're going to go with the group that says go, and we're going to take the leap, and we're going to move on faith. Faith means that sometimes you have to leap. You have to go. You have to put your foot in the water and watch what God does. Now, they didn't say, hey, I think if we put our foot in the water... About 10 miles upstream. I bet God will put his big old hand down there and he's going to stop the water and it's going to be dry and we'll walk across and it'll be the most awesome story. Joshua, write it down because it's going to go in this big book later. And you know, that's, that's, they, they're not thinking that. They're just thinking, let's obey what God said to do. Let's cross to the other side, close their eyes, take a leap, take a jump. And God acted. I mean, they didn't know. For all they knew, they were going to put their foot in the water and now the story would have been, And Joshua writing, and the stupid priests put their foot in the water, and forevermore we didn't know where the ark or the priests were. They were washed downstream, and here we are still living in the desert because of the stupid priests. They didn't, that could have been the story. They didn't know what it was going to be. And when when they took, took their step of faith, God did this. So in your life, there's a river. There's something where you just got to take that step. And then there's a story going to be written that says, and then God did this. It might be that God rescued from you from a very bad decision. That you took that leap and it wasn't the right leap. It was the wrong decision. But guess whose big hands are there to catch you, just like I caught Eddie? God's are. That's how faith works. It's trusting in, acting on things that are invisible. Now, sometimes for, for me, sometimes I'm in group one. It's like, go, go, go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's, we'll, we'll figure it out as we go along. We'll just figure it out on the way. That's the best way to go on a journey. You just figure it out. When, when I take my family on vacation, we do this. We just drive. We just go. I mean, my kids are going to be some of the most adventurous, adaptable adults when they grow up because we just get in the car. Who would that freak out to just get in the car and drive? We do that. And it's freeing. It's just like I make decisions all the time. Now my decision is drive, and that's it. And that's the way God wants us to live our lives of faith is just drive. 
Sometimes I'm in that group and it's so easy to do that. And it's just, go, we're going to trust God for the outcome. Go, we're going to trust God for the outcome. But then sometimes I'm in this, this other group that, I don't know what it is. As I get older, I find myself in the group that says, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on a minute. Oh, just, just, just chill out for a second. We got to calculate and we got to make sure that making this decision is not going to do that, not going to do that. If they had done that, this story wouldn't be in Scripture about how the Israelites walked across on dry ground. God acted because they took a leap. Two big questions to ask yourself today. Number one, what's not happening in my life because I didn't step out on faith earlier? Now, there's some people here today that you are on the outside of God's family. You haven't taken that step into the family of God and said, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. There's a part of faith that you'll never understand, you'll never get, you'll never be able to act upon unless you follow Jesus Christ because His Spirit gives us the strength to take those steps. Without God, faith is just taking chances. Faith is nothing but blind chances without God. You bring God in the picture, and now all of a sudden, faith is trusting in something that you can't see, that God's going to deliver you, even if you make a bad decision. Even if you goof up, God is still there to catch you. In Hebrews chapter 11, what follows after he says, here's what faith is, is a bunch of stories of people who live by faith. Noah, who built an ark, even though it never rained. Abraham, who left his homeland, even though God, God just said go, and he went, he didn't have any idea where he was going. He just got on the camel, and he took off. That's what Abraham did. The Israelites, marching around the wall, they did it, and God delivered, all by faith. People who said, okay, God, there's the river, I don't get it, don't understand it, but here I go. I want you to meet somebody who, who is, who is a, a man, a young man of faith, who has said, all right, God, I'm just going to take the chance. I'm going to take the step. His name's Chris Hankins. Chris, if you could come up. Chris is the lead pastor of Starting Point Church, which will begin next Sunday morning, September the 12th, at Mission Valley Theater down on the south side of NC State. I met Chris about a year and a half ago, and he talked to me about his love and desire and just this passion to go plant a church. And I said, why don't you come and hang out with us for a while? Let's talk about that. Let's help you with that. Let's see what we can do. Come and be a leadership resident at LifePoint. And he, he and his wife, Jen, they came and they, 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 they worked and did some stuff in our children's ministry. And he developed a, a group of people. And the road we thought it was going to be ended up being a whole different road. And, and God really worked all because a young guy who was 20, what? Hey, 27 at the time, I guess. Yeah. Man, that's young. I was, I was stupid when I was 27. But So I was about 10 years behind you, man. I was like 36 <laughs> before I was like, oh, okay, I get it. So at, at 27 years old, this, this young guy that said, I just, I'm going to take this step. And, and I've kind of walked with him over this past year and a half and watched him take step after step of faith. And I wanted you to meet somebody today that, that you may not be a person that's going to go plant a church, but listen to parts of his story through the questions that I ask him, and you're going to hear somebody who would have put their foot in the water without knowing what was next. So, Chris, just tell us 
just a little bit about this big step of faith that you've taken over the last 18 months. Yeah, well, I mean, I think faith usually starts with, with hearing from God and God telling you to do something. And when I was in college, I heard uh, Bill Hybel say that the local church is the hope of the world. And that, that planted a seed in my heart because the, the local churches that I was a part of were not doing very much. And if they were the hope of the world, then the world is in trouble. And so God just started placing that, that seed in my heart for the local church to, to start being what it was supposed to be. And so for the next four or five years, just started dreaming of what would it be like to plant a church. And it's, it's easy to dream, you know, it's easy to think about like, what if, what if? Uh, but then about two years ago, we really felt God saying, okay, now's the time. Well, how long, because we all struggle when it, when it comes time for us to take that big leap in whatever area of our life, how long did you struggle with uh, the fears and doubts that, that are always there? Anybody that says, I never have fear and I never have doubt, they also, deal, they also struggle with telling the truth <laughs> because we all do. Yeah, so well, how did you deal with that? Well, I mean, we've had fears and doubts for, you know, for years. Um, but when we first decided that we were going to get serious about that, and um, I, I had a great job at a great church called Hope Community Church, and I was a youth pastor there and you know, had a steady income and great benefits, and to plant a church, we knew that we were going to have to go without salary for a while, and, and we didn't know how that was going to work. And I went to, you know, I went to my wife and said, you know, I feel like God's calling us to plant a church. And she said, well, I don't feel like that's what he's telling me. <laughs> and so, you know, just left it, left it there and, and just prayed. And about two, three months later, uh, she said, man, I, I feel like God's calling us to do this. She's like, just show me how we can feed our family, we can have insurance, and I'm on board. <laughs> that's two things. That's not, that's yeah. a, that was a small request. Yeah, very small. Food and insurance, and I'm yeah. good. You know, there are people here who are probably contemplating some big step, whether it's a job change or a relationship step or school or, or just something in their life. And a lot of time what paralyzes people when it comes to faith is they want everything to just line up so they can look down the road and say, okay, I see I see exactly where the hiccups are going to be, and, and they won't take a step because they're waiting for things to line up just right. What would have happened in your story if you'd waited till everything just lined up just right? Well, I mean, there's not a lot of people who are saying, hey, let's come pay you for being a church planner. So it probably would never, it would never would have happened. You know, there's, it never would have been a great time financially, you know, because then we had one kid, then it would have been two kids or three kids or maybe four kids. My wife's shaking her head right now. But, uh... <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, it's never going to be going to be the perfect time, you know. And if you and if you don't act on what God's calling you to do, then you're just going to be missing out. I know for us, like it finally got to the point where we would we would rather try and fail than to never have tried. You know that question you asked earlier. You know what what in your life would be different if you'd have taken a step earlier in your life? I mean, mm-hmm. I, twenty years from now, I don't want to be asking. You know, what if what mm-hmm. if we'd have took that leap of faith and and, and tried to plant a church? That, that's my nightmare, not, not it failing, but not having tried. Right. Um, being with you over the last 18 months or so, uh, I know this, the, the financial struggle of, I mean, it cost about $200,000 to plant a church at the level that, that we did and we did at Wakefield and that you're going to do. So it's, it's not a cheap thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a struggle because... Uh, we got some no's. We got some, yeah, we can. Uh, no, we can't. And then maybe we will. No, we can't do that. Or we're going to give you this much, and, oh, here's a couple grand. Um, so how how did you deal with that struggle and saying, well, I'm taking a step of faith, but, hey, the, the provision's not here yet? For, for me, it was, it was looking back on God's faithfulness in the past. Um, I love in... 
in the Old Testament, I think actually right after they passed, they crossed over the Jordan, they, they set up this big monument, these, these big rocks to, to look back on for future generations when they were having to take a leap of faith, to look back on God's faithfulness in the past. And that's been a big thing for me is just building almost monuments in my mind to, or, or, or markers of when God's been faithful and when God has come through in the past. And I look back and it's been every time. You know, it's 100% of the time God has been faithful. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if he's been faithful this time and this time and this time, we're going to have faith that he's going to be faithful in this. Even though it's a lot bigger, bigger leap than we've taken before, we mm-hmm. believe that he's still, he's still a big God. So. so how, just help people who are trying to take that leap, how were you able to, to push through uh, without knowing what was next, without knowing where the money was going to come from? Because uh, there was that one part just a month or so ago, yeah. you were like, uh, help. You know, you sent this email. I was like, help, and we're going to trust in God and kind of tell everybody what happened and how you were able to push through that. Yeah, and we still had like 40% of our money to raise with a month left. (laughs) And we were like, do we just go ahead and cancel all of our marketing? You know, do we just tell people, look, I know we said we were going to pay you in September. You know, we were just kidding about that. Like, what, you know, what do we do? And really just felt that. Like God was calling us to go ahead and push ahead. I mean, we even we even placed orders and said, like, you know, we're gonna pay you in like 15 days. We don't have any money in our bank account, but like we're just like we placed orders in faith that like by the time the equipment got here or the time the the mailers were gonna go out, that we would God would have brought in the money, and it was so cool because He did. Mm-hmm. And so God had, God brought in everything we needed and more. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it was just. I know that, that this is going to be one of those times that I look, look back on in the future and say, man, God came through in a big way here. Like, mm-hmm. I can trust him there. Yeah. And uh, next Sunday morning, September 12th. Um, a week from today. Yeah, the, you'll, be, you'll be done. It'll be <laughs> 1130, and you'll be done. The first day would have been pulled off. And I know some of the, the things you're waiting on uh, to be delivered through uh, mainly people. Mm. Uh, what, what are some of the things that are not ready? That, yeah. In the next seven days, you're praying, okay, God, I'm jumping in. Well, we, well, we, want, to start, we want to start life groups. We're praying for 500 people to be there opening day, and we want all those people to be able, be able to get plugged in into community and not just come to a service. And so we're, we're trying to start a life group, but we don't have enough life group leaders to start the life groups that we want to start. Or we would like to have a band on Sunday morning, and uh, <laughs> there's per- certain parts of our band and our sound that, like as of right now, seven days from now, if God doesn't do something, then... It's going to sound really bad. Um, and we've got some really talented people, but there's some big holes. And I mean, in children's ministry and greeting and just every area, there's, there's some big holes that, that we're just trusting God to fill. So. And he's filled it. You've had some really successful, yeah. uh, numerically successful long, or preview services. Yeah. A couple hundred people. Yeah, we've been having over 200, pre- um, 200 people at our preview services, our monthly preview services. So, so Watching Chris take that step and take that leap and trusting God and then watching God be the big hands that held him up and watching him say, you know what, I don't know where my income is going to come from, but I know that I'm supposed to take this big leap. What would you say to, or what do you have to say to people who want to have all the answers before they take that step, whatever their faith step is that we're trying to get our whole church to say, we're going to be a church that we take big leaps of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you say to somebody who's like, yeah, but I really need things to line up a little bit better? Yeah, I think what God's really been teaching me is, is faith versus fear. You know, that, that you're going to have to make a choice. Are you going to respond to the fear of what could happen or the faith of what, of what God is telling you to do? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't know, like, you just, you just got to wrestle through that. And you've got you've to wrestle through, do I believe God is who he says he is? 
or do I just pretend like it? Mm-hmm. So now, I wanted all of you to hear this inspirational story because you know LifePoint's been a part of it. I've, I've been a part of it. Just watching him grow and take those big steps of faith. And when I was kind of putting this message together, I thought we need to hear from somebody who's taking a big step of faith. And I thought, Chris, it's the week before <laughs> everything launches, everything gets going. And next Sunday morning, we're going to pray for him while they're getting things going down there. Uh, we're going to pray for you here that God fills in all those gaps and pray for him this week. If you know how to run sound or something like that, that'd be, be great. It'd be good to go talk yeah. to him and say, Hey, I'd love to help you out a little bit so we can. And if, and if you want to talk started. to some people who aren't a pastor, you know, who are kind of jumping on board, we have a, a big part of our team and you can just ask them like, Hey, you know, what was it like to, to take a step of faith and go with a church that had like 10 people at the time, you know? So, yeah. Well, let me, let me pray for you and uh, for Jen. And I just, uh, I know that God's going to work for you. I know that whatever's under that raging torrent that you yeah. see right now, I know it's dry ground. And we're going to hear great things from Starting Point Church. Thank you, Dad. Let's pray. God, thank you for this young man who has been a great example of just stepping out and taking that leap of faith and knowing that you are you are the sustainer and that you are the protector. And I pray as he gets closer and closer to the day when the doors officially open that that the fear that comes into all of our hearts just because we're human that you would just reminding him keep reminding him that you've got it. And that whatever next Sunday looks like, that that you will be in control and you'll be in charge. I pray for he and Jen and the way you've just worked in their lives to assemble a great team of people who are going to take that area of our city and let people know about the love of Jesus Christ. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.